Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Doing great, Brian. How are you? I am well. Randy Cross joining me this morning uh, as well. Uh, Read your article about uh, the, the president possibly unifying the NFL Owners, players, union. Uh, is this one of those kumbaya moments you think can last, or is this something that's ephemeral? Well, no, it's not going to last. I mean, it's the NFL. they got to argue amongst themselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think any, any issue could do that for too long. Um, but, you, you know, look, they don't normally agree about anything. And on this occasion, there certainly was a lot of a lot of unity. I was at the game in London, and you know, talking after, I think what's what's striking is, you know, whether it's what Shad Khan said or what Mercedes Lewis said or what you know guys that kneeled said. You had you had guys that stood, guys that kneeled, guys you know owners, you had coaches, and they all had um, different reasons for what they, why they decided to do what they did. But their main message was. We support the other guy as well. I took a knee, but I respect why you stood. You know, Mercedes Lewis, for instance, just says, I don't like kneeling because my, my stepdad earned a Purple Heart and was in the military. I just don't feel that's the way to go. That was respected on all sides, just as he respected everyone else. And I think probably one of the things with this issue is not there's, there's a lot of talking going on. There's not a lot of listening I mean, there's a lot of listening in NFL locker rooms, which are, are diverse places, not just, you know, racially, but with incredible span of backgrounds, people from all over the country, from rural areas, from cities, from suburbs, east, west, all of that, you know, even foreign countries. So I think what really you get there is that when they're all talking and discussing, they, there was a lot of respect for the opinions um, Outside the locker room, I don't think there's a whole lot of respect for any of the opinions. Yeah. Hey, Dan, just out of curiosity, isn't, is this the same group of hypocritical billionaires that were charging the U.S. military and the Defense Department for time on the field to honor returning veterans and stuff that, not that long ago that is now so patriotic and everything else? <laughs> yeah, but just uh, just asking, just saying, wouldn't yeah. they be better off just to eliminate this whole process, take the players off the field, play the national anthem, bring out the flag, do all that stuff, have the color guard, and just not involve the players because they're hypocrites. They're not in this for any other reason. If you looked at that locked arms and that Jerry Jones was on the field with his guys, he's there in the trenches mm-hmm. with his guys, my butt. <laughs> well, I would say this. I mean, I, I've argued this before. I don't know whether, you know, I, I support it. But why Why do we even do this at, at football games? We don't do it before you eat dinner. You don't do it at the movies. You don't do it at a big concert. You don't do it at, you don't do it at anything. And, and I look you pray, around. You pray before a meal. They're going to start doing that too? Well, some people pray before meals, yeah. but not everyone does. So 
I don't know, you know, and, and like, why, why, why do we have it? It didn't always it started in, uh, for the most part, it started in a, in a world series in the 1930s. They played in the seventh inning stretch in Chicago and there was a lot of, or maybe it was the, yeah, I think it was the thirties. They were coming back from world war two. I'm, I'm going to get the dates wrong. I didn't yeah. plan on telling the story, but they basically, a band played the star spangled banner and and uh, there was a lot of veterans in the crowd, and they got really excited and started cheering. And it was like a, a, a pump-up-the-crowd thing. Mm-hmm. And that's where it started. It's almost like stadium rock, the early days. <laughs> and we've gone into this thing, and you have this whole thing. I look around the stadiums. I'm in a stadium all the time or basketball arena. All these people drinking beers during it. There's people holding their cameras. People scooting up the walkway to get to the bathroom when they can. They're eating hot dogs. They're talking. I mean, it's just... Yeah, it just is what it is. Well, I do all the home games at Navy. They don't quite have that problem before the uh, before the game. Yeah, it's become this. Look, this is this is political correctness. This is what this is. This is the same political correctness you have on the other on all on all sides. Where if you don't act the way I want you to act, if you don't say the thing I want you to say, then you shouldn't be able to say it, and you're all wrong. And that's what they're arguing. That's what the argument is here. It's no different than people saying, I don't want that speech getting told at Cal Berkeley or something like that, or this this college. It's all political correctness. Yeah. Well, we're back to hypocr- hypocritical actions, too. Political correctness. I just think you want to stand, you want to sit, you want, or, you know, you want to kneel, whatever you want to do, that you want to go to that speech, this person should be able to say, I like listening more than talking on this stuff. Dan Wessel, Yahoo Sports columnist, joining us here, CBS Sports Radio, Geo and Jones. Was this unification that we witnessed and you saw firsthand there in London, was it more about the players' mothers being disrespected than it was about the central overriding cause that has been brought to the forefront by Colin Kaepernick? I think it, I think, I think it was just Trump. Yeah, Trump's comments, the, the divisiveness. The comments about the mothers. At the same time, you know, the comment that the you know the game's not violent enough anymore. Um, you know, that's a that's that's jarring for a player to hear, especially when you consider the 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 day earlier they find out Aaron Hernandez at CTE yeah. played till he's twenty three. There's just a, a great disrespect, and that's what this was about. In week two, you know, there's a, there's, an, there's another word besides the PC thing. That we could do without this whole respect and disrespect, respect right. BS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you no have respect. an opinion, you got a damn opinion. Stand by it. Stand by your opinion. But in, in you know, I think in week two, there's a no one's keeping track of. There was apparently no official stat on this, but it's believed like eight to ten players took a knee in week two. So this thing was it really wasn't a big movement. And then when Trump brought it up. That's what stirred this thing up, and now you got teams missing. You know, it just became this huge thing. So this was a direct response to, to Trump's comments, um, and that's what that's what got it stirred up. I, probably because he wanted it stirred up. Yeah. Well, you know what? You, you mentioned I I, I I broached this subject earlier, Dan. Sort of my my favorite conspiracy theory of the week that the billionaire boys club was pretty happy with their guy Trump bringing this up because of. The whole thing that went down with Aaron Hernandez and CTE, because they're staring. I mean, that shotgun is right between the eyes right now of this game, and they want as much attention as possible away from CTE, away from brain injuries, away from any association with the Golden Goose. 
because the golden goose isn't looking quite as golden right now. Yeah, it's 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 certainly possible, and this is I mean this is a a complete you know wedge issue. Uh, I think in one of the columns I said like you know it doesn't there's very little tangible effect on anyone's life um, other than those maybe making the decision to kneel. Whether a guy kneels or not in a football game, you, I mean, how often do you even watch the national anthem? Oh yeah, um, you know, two hours ago a guy kneeled. That doesn't, or he or he stood. It, like that's not making my kid's school better, not making my job more secure. It's not disarming nuclear threats. You know, it just it's just one of these things that comes up, and they're in and America's a, an interesting place because we have these rollicking debates over these things, but it's not a life and death issue on this. This is a this is a political correctness argument. And they got the whole country arguing over whether you should or shouldn't be politically correct by someone's definition on this. And that's what's going on. Um, and that's distracted people from all, all sorts of things. It's, it's, it's easy to distract, and, and political correctness has done that for, for years. Bill Russell said a long time ago that uh, athletes are like a, a beautiful woman. No one cares what they think or how intelligent they are. Uh, do these players feel like they're being marginalized when they – can also play football and, and yet simultaneously have concerns in their communities? Um, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume yes. I, I don't know. Uh, I can't quite answer that. What I can tell you is when you sit and listen to the players, uh, after that game on Sunday, when I listened to Jaguars and Ravens talk about why they did what they did, and and whether that was more people stood than 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 kneel now, but when you listen to all the stories, why'd you choose to do this? They all had a very thoughtful answer. Mm-hmm. They all talked about how it wasn't easy making the decision to do one or the other. They all talked about uh, how they saw the other side. They all had uh, it was it was articulate and it was nuanced and it was intelligent in ways that I don't think they get that people hear or look at them or some people and, and characterize them as just players. There's just athletes and a lot of them, just a black athlete most, most, most often in the NFL. And I think, again, if we listen and not just talk at it, you're going to hear things like, you know, this isn't, they're not screaming on Twitter with cap locks on. They have real interesting perspectives. And again, it's like, it's not just, Why'd you kneel? It's like, why'd you stand? You know, and they, they yeah. articulate very interesting. So I think that's why you have a very different opinion from people inside the NFL who are, who are in a locker room and on a team and discussing this stuff nonstop and fans and, and fans who aren't and aren't hearing that. And uh, I'd love to yeah. see more discussion from the athletes or let them voice their thing because it's actually a very interesting stuff on, on all sides on this. Hey, you know, Dan, how do you explain or how did you explain or were you asked sort of the – it was jarring to a lot of people that the players chose to kneel during the anthem in London and then stand during God Save, God Save the Queen. Doesn't that illustrate what an unbelievable country this is, that you have that right, you can do that, uh, where a lot of countries, you go out of your way to publicly – denigrate your country or bring attention something negative to your country you're going to be in some deep doo-doo well that's what that's why i'm anti-pc i just like that we have the freedom to argue and say stuff and even if it's if it's a you know 
everyone in the country has the right to be offended by whatever they want also. And so people get offended by everything. I just don't get offended by virtually anything. So <laughs> the answer to, I just don't care if you got it, you doing it. Interesting. I wonder why that person did it. That doesn't mean I'm not going to judge you on it or something. Like if you are completely against something, I think, well, I'm not really want to be friends with that person, but I don't, I don't call for you to be silenced. I don't scream that you should be fired. That's all anyone ever does anymore. You should be fired for saying that. You should be fired for thinking that. It's just political correctness just running over everything. When I asked players to your question, what, what was up with God Save the Queen, the simple answer was they just didn't feel it would be respectful for them on, on, in England to kneel for an, that anthem. They don't have a beef with England, and they don't even know – you know, they're just not up on that. So that's just respect for their hosts in England. Right. Um, and they, 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 the game was there, and that's why that, that thing's getting played. Normally it isn't. I'm not even sure everyone knew that the God Save the Queen was going to get played. But um, So I think I was just being respectful for it. I don't uh, – I, I would say Colin Kaepernick is paying the price for, for being the first to kneel and drawing attention yeah. to this. He's playing, paying the price in a big way. Uh, when you talk to the players, did you get the sen- get a sense of their plan of action moving forward? No, I, I don't know that they do have one. Uh, and I think that that's one of the problems with these things is it's hard to manage, right? It's like, what do you, what, what's the next step? How long does this go on? Um, how long is Trump going to keep talking about it? If he continues to kind of bait it, I'm sure there's going to be mass, uh, mass the same thing we had last week is going to be this week. Uh, if it kind of dies out, I think a lot of guys, I think there's a lot of people that want to do it once, um, but maybe are not just, they just really want to play football. It, it's just, it, you have, you know, I mean, you guys played, uh, you got 53 guys in that locker room. It's just every different opinion you possibly could have and a coaching staff and a, and then you, you extrapolate that over the league. It's just, you're not going to have a, a, unifi- a totally unified thing for the long run. Uh, I think this was unified in that we respect our we respect our teammates' opinions. I think that's really what they were saying that that we're not going to get divided by the president on this, and that's why they all stood and linked arms. But I don't know what the plan is going forward. Everyone was kind of scrambling. Um, there was definitely a lot of anger. There's a lot of group text message change. There's discussions in the in the hallways of the team hotel i mean it was just people kind of trying to figure out what what to do um i don't know i don't know what they're going to do going forward and i I think a lot of these guys honestly would like to put it behind them yeah Uh, and i think it kind of was behind a lot of them in the in the nfl yeah how about entertain me (laughs) i know what the ravens are gonna entertain me not go back to london Damn, Raven stayed up. They didn't. They didn't really get up. That was their problem. <laughs> no, they didn't. Hey, Dan, appreciate it, my man. Best of luck down the road. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Dan. Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports columnist. Yeah, they got a beat down, man. That early kick, and I, I remember getting up Sunday mornings. Wait, there's a game going on already. Was that from what am I watching? I all that happens every year. I'm always confused by the London game. Yeah, because I guess the kick is what nine nine thirty. That game started right about <clears throat> the time you're normally waking up and getting ready to take a shower to go to brunch. Uh, no, yoga first, then brunch. Yoga then yeah, brunch. Yeah, yeah. I had to get a, get a workout in, but I do get to sleep in. On Sundays, so because you, your brunch you, reservation is what about twelve thirty? Yeah, twelve thirty. Yeah, yeah. It starts right. Get about the grub there. in right before kickoff. Grub and prosecco. Get it flowing. Yes, got to get primed.
for for gotta, NFL gotta lay that good base down before <laughs> you, gotta, you hit that prosecco. <laughs> good, that good foundation. <laughs> that's it, man. All right. Gio and Jones, Randy Cross sitting in for Gio. We got more football talk. We got some hoop talk, and we have another guest. Our buddy Houston Nuts going to join us at uh, 840. But first, here's the truth. Many of you have simply had it. You've struggled with pain long enough, and you want what I want, a 100% drug-free answer to your pain. And I found it, folks. I found it with Relief Factor. I was very skeptical about Relief Factor, but I said, okay, let me try it out. 100% 100% drug-free, that's for me. And it helped eliminate the pain I was experiencing in my elbow. I have no idea where the pain came from, but I was feeling it every time I got on my yoga mat. Well, I don't feel it anymore. Relief Factor did big, big work for me and my pain. I know you out there, some of you, you, you want to play golf, you want to get back on that tennis court, but your pain won't allow you to do that. You want to take nice, long walks again. How about just sleeping through the night? Without pain, neck, back, shoulder, hip, and knee pain can be simply awful. Here's what I suggest you do. Go to relieffactor.com, order the three-week quick start, a super value at just $19.95, so you can see if it will help you like it did for me. Relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. That's 800-500-8384. Keep up with the latest on the show on Twitter at Geo and Jones. Brad Heller's here for an update. He has no beard. He's got some scruffy stuff going on over there. You look like you're still in Baton Rouge, man. Thank you. You had a good time. Yeah. Party a little bit. Did you get some uh, some gumbo? little gumbo, yeah. Spent uh, Friday in New Orleans and made the drive to Baton Rouge Friday night and was there uh, Friday night and Saturday night. So. Cool. So was there a big Syracuse contingent that went? A lot bigger than I thought. A lot of people kind of make a, made a weekend out of it, yeah. stayed in New Orleans Ran into a bunch of guys, a bunch of frat bros that yeah. like rented a bus from New Orleans and had a driver take them there and back, which is the way to go. You're going right. to go to Baton Rouge for a game. Last thing right. you want to do yeah. is you know, hey, When you go to a football or a sporting event with a bunch of guys from Syracuse, is everybody doing play-by-play at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a, a fear question. of mine, so I just stick with my family. My family has season tickets. They're big fans. Yeah. <laughs> You don't want to go with Newhouse guys. You don't want to go with those sports broadcasters. They don't shut up during the wow. game. Wow. So. That is a very good question. Yeah. That's inquiring mind. First, to know. You know, it's a surprise. First time anybody's ever asked that, but it's a, very, it's, it's a question you should really think about. How, how many in your number went to the uh, broadcasting school there? How many? They were with you this past no, weekend. No, I was just with my family. Oh, okay. Just your yeah, family. Yeah, just my family. Oh, yeah. right. My family, uh, my, my mom's from up in Syracuse, so we've been going to games uh, forever, so. All right. They travel a Well, lot. make your mama proud. All right. Do an update. <laughs> All right, guys. Monday night football, the Cowboys were joined by owner Jerry Jones as they took a knee at midfield, and then both the Cowboys and Cardinals stood for the national anthem, arms locked. As for the game, it was a big fourth quarter for Dallas. It is first and goal at the eight. Elliott with a handoff coming to the right side. A block from Collins nearing the goal line. Touchdown, Ezekiel Elliott. Brad Sham had the call, Cowboys Radio Network. Cowboys outscored the Cardinals 14-3 in the fourth on the way to a 28-17 win in Arizona. Dak Prescott, two touchdown passes. He ran for another. The defense, six sacks of Carson Palmer. Dallas is 2-1, Arizona 1-2. NBA training camps opened yesterday. The Thunder introducing Carmelo Anthony, who now has to share the spotlight with both Russell Westbrook and Paul George. How do you feel about... You know, starting at the four, or the concept of starting at the four, or even coming off of the bench. And the second question is... Who, me? 
I guess that answers that part. I, I mean, I don't know where that started, where I came from. <laughs> hey, Pete, they said I got to come off the bench. <laughs> Ain't no Syracuse national champion coming off the bench. Yeah, that was an interesting question. Coming off the bench, you think he's going to go down to to OKC and, and be a bench warmer? No oh, way. There's plenty of room because they can't pay more than three guys anyway this year, yeah, right? That's true. So they're going to play everybody three on five. And Lydia, yeah, that's all they're going to have for the court at one time based on the payroll with yeah. these guys. They may, may not have enough basketballs, but we will find well, there's out. there's definitely not enough balls. <laughs> It'll be interesting <laughs> to see. Space. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how that works out with Melo, George, and Westbrook in OKC. Baseball Aaron Judge breaking Mark McGuire's rookie home run record, numbers 49 and 50 in the Yankees' 11-3 win over the Royals in New York. To be honest, never really thought about it, you know, especially uh, in this playoff push that we have. You know, I was just trying to do whatever I can to put our team in a good position going into October, you know, and if it's hit a couple home runs and I get there, you know, that'd be great, but I was mostly worried about you know, putting our team in a good position for the playoffs. The Yankees four games behind the Red Sox now in the division with six to go. Boston lost to the Blue Jays at home 6-4. Angels fell to the White Sox 4-2. They fall five games behind the Twins for the final wild card spot in the AL. The Cubs' magic number down to one in the NL Central. They routed the Cardinals 10-2. Dodgers get to 100 wins 9-3 over the Padres. Guys. Thank you, Guy. Appreciate it. Hey, guy? It looks like you're going to get out of here unscathed again. Damn. Well... Maybe. We'll see. You better hear him leave. Until I hear that door squeak and close. That's, that's well, I true. know. This is that true. I'm safe. Thank you, Brad. Thank you. Ciao. Uh, so we're big fans of Jeopardy. We're big, probably bigger fans. Of, uh, not probably. We yeah, are. We bigger also fans. put ourselves in enough of it on occasion. Yeah. Yeah. That, this is true. Uh, and that's not for air. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you probably more so than me. Uh, but... Uh, Family Feud's probably number one on the list. But Jeopardy, it, it, it's right there as well. And, and usually these cats on, on Jeopardy are pretty knowledgeable, we would say, right? Fairly. Yeah, yeah. Mensa. Fairly. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes the, the red light gets them, though. Right. <laughs> True that. Uh, so uh, these three contestants that we're going to now uh, hear from weren't as knowledgeable as you might otherwise believe when it came to NFL history. I understand that is from topic, topics on earth from time to time that, you know, we regular folks aren't up on, but yeah. uh, you would think some Hall of Famers, maybe. Nerds nerds do quantum physics really, really well. Yeah. Sports? Yeah. Nah. Okay. Not so much. They stay in their lane. Yeah. Well, Syracuse guy accepted. Yeah, true. He reads sports well. But, but check this out. NFL teams 400. Wide receiver Michael Irvin. Played for the Dallas Cowboys. NFL teams, two. Defensive tackle, mean Joe Green. Played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Yvonne. NFL team, six. Running back, Marcus Allen. Anupama. Um, what is the uh, Colorado Rockies? No, sorry. Dennis or Yvonne? <laughs> Who are the Los Angeles Raiders? <laughs> Wait. Colorado Rockies? Colorado Rockies. Marcus Allen, baseball player now. Wow. Um. <laughs> wow. Well, you know. You said it. Yeah. They, they stick with the physics. That's right. And, and, and leave the sports to us. That's right. Right. That's cool. right. Yeah. Let, 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 leave. You, you nerds do you. Yeah. 
<laughs> and we we the sports dummies over here will take care of us. Yeah, uh, that's what is uh, Colorado Rockies? No. <laughs> so you have two no. of the, the the more. We want to save the earth or cure something we have. We'll get back to you. Right. Two of the more iconic players and franchises. The first two with the uh, Cowboys and the Steelers. Mean Joe Green, of course, Steelers, and, mm-hmm. and Michael Irvin, the Cowboys, and they were oblivious to us. So hey, each is all. What are you gonna do? It is. What do you say? It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> it is. What it is. So there you have that. Uh, there was something you brought to my attention that, that occurred at the uh, Patriots game. Wow. Sunday. So apparently they ran out of water. Bottled bottle water. water. It was like 87 degrees in yeah, Foxborough. Right. Yeah. This Indian summer we're enjoying. So they were just, people were sucking up the right. water. And a hell of a game to watch as well, the yeah. Texans and, and, and the Patriots. Uh, so they run out of bottled water. Yeah. And okay, we have a remedy for this. Got a little something on tap. Yep, sure, we got it. Cool. Got, give me a give me a glass of water. A little cup of water. Cup of water. Yeah, you know, and they they have Coke cups or whatever, right. and they got the memorabilia cups, but just a normal cup yeah. of water. Yeah, I have a cup of water. That, that'll be four fifty. <laughs> cup of water. Cup of water. Just a cup. Now, Arthur Blank there at the new Mercedes Dome. Water's just two bucks, right? Isn't everything pretty much two bucks, oh, like Augusta? You can go into a diabetic coma on a on a budget <laughs> at the Georgia Dome. <laughs> the good news is Chick Fil A is closed there on Sunday right, too. Right, right. They have one in the stadium, but yeah, the the concessions are really reasonable. Yeah. Bottle of water is going to be two bucks. Yeah, and hot so, dog and stuff like three bucks. Yeah, at the at the most, and and yet here at the Patriots game, the Patriots, come on. Five-time Super Bowl champion, Patriots. Four, 450 For a cup of water. Yeah. Not a jumbo Ta- no, cup. No, no, no. Tap water. Tap water. Not not a big gulp. Well, people don't know most of that stuff you buy in the bottles. Yeah. That's tap water, yeah. too. They yeah. just put a top on it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> and a fancy name on it. Yeah. That's it. Right. Yeah, like call this, it crazy water. This, this, no, 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 no. There ain't no tap water now. Uh-huh. now this, the, the, uh-huh. what's, that's tap water's in my crazy water bottle, yes. But I have this flown in. From Texas, shipped in from Texas, man. Mineral water, alkaline uh, water. Yes, is that, is that your is that your uh, weight loss water? No, 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 no. It's just good alkaline oh, water. I thought, you I, get, I thought you flew in that water from Mexico when you needed to lose a few pounds. <laughs> no, no, that's a good idea. But no, <laughs> that may help you lose a little bit more than a few extra pounds. Used to call right? that the Tijuana trots. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hey, Gio and Jones, Randy Cross joining me this morning, sitting in for Gio. Our number is 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We got Chris on the line in Pennsylvania. What's happening, Chris? Welcome to CBS Sports Radio. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Um, just wanted to weigh in on the uh, Colin Kaepernick and the protesting thing real quick. Won't keep you too long. Um I was thinking about it the other day. I was listening to Tiki and Tierney, and I think Tierney said something about how the best thing that could happen is the NFL and all its um, diversity banding together. Um, so when I seen what they did on Monday night, and you know, I think it, you know, was a better way of handling it. I understand, you know, people don't want protesting; it, it distracts, and people are going to get angry if you're military, if you're if you're cops, but remember, it's the national anthem. It's for all of us. Um, and I think in our society, we have issues with people like movie stars and football players. We expect so much out of them. 
to be socially responsible domestic violence you know they're supposed to not do it and and, and be humble to it they gotta look out to the kids well this is an issue too you know cop brutality racism still present in this country and to use this platform it could be really good for our country to see it could be something we look at and the kids look at and say this is it isn't right and someone earlier today and on your show said that we um have the right to do that in this country. A lot of other countries we don't. I say let these sports stars and role models do this. Just do it for the right reasons. I mean, if this was yeah. protesting against terrorism, no one would um, say anything. But because it's the flag and because Donald Trump said something and because we associate the flag with the military, it makes it convoluted. But honestly, I think it's just about equality. Like, just our country was made as a melting pot. I think they should change the national anthem to um, this land is your land, this land is our land. Chris, great call. Appreciate it. And and that's Written by Woody Guthrie, by the way, this, way back during the Depression. Yeah, uh, interesting that he mentioned that because I was thinking along those lines about why don't we change our national anthem to something that is more inclusive because there's, there's, there's a verse that's deleted from the national anthem uh, that a lot of people wouldn't be too happy with that yes. pertains to slavery. So, uh, you know, do a little history, if you will, or look into a little history and, and, and check out the entire national anthem. Uh, Chris is right, and the other calls are right, and I believe it was you that brought up to, to Dan Wetzel the fact that uh, what we're exercising as freedoms here are sometimes yeah. outlawed elsewhere. But uh, the platform is challenging, and as a lot of people have asserted, it's very challenging because the oppression message or the injustice message gets lost because it's such a challenging platform considering everything yeah. that we assign to the flag and to the national anthem. So that's uh, that's going to be a hurdle that uh, we still haven't crossed because uh, you can't get to what it is that you want to focus on because we're focused on the platform in which you use to, yeah. to share uh, your plight. It's just... Not going to be a venue, not going to be a a a way to get your message across. That's gonna that's gonna work because it's just so polarizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is just so polarizing that some people don't want to hear it. Which I don't know. I, I'll be honest with you. I'll also say something that people won't necessarily like. Just because you believe in the flag, just because you believe in the anthem, just because you believe, does not make you a white supremacist. Right. Does not make you a redneck. Does not make you a lot of right. the negatives. You know, doesn't yeah. give you an automatic clan card. No, but I agree. That, but but that is where people immediately go. Immediately, when you express that opinion, ah, you're a, you're a white no, supremacist. No, no. You're, and, you're and, a racist. And, 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 it's like whoa, whoa, right? No, Pump and, the brakes. And, and just because you you side with the players who are kneeling doesn't mean you're unpatriotic. Doesn't mean you don't right. love your country as much. If you can, just because you can find fault with your country, doesn't mean you don't love your country. Yeah. I love my country. I've said it numerous times. Love it. It's a great country. I live a great life. I've and been let, blessed. Let's also remember between Monday night, from Thursday to Monday, you probably had what? 250, maybe 300 players kneel out of the 1,600 right. that are in the NFL. So if, if I'm an NFL player too, what if I'm one of the guys that wasn't in the 250? 
don't be don't be painting me with that. Right. And right. that's what it goes back to. If we don't all do it, right. then no. don't do it. No, yeah. no. We shouldn't be generalizing by any group, uh, about any group of people, whether it's law enforcement, whether it's black people, whether it's white people. Let's just stop generalizing. It'd be nice if we could get things going on on Tuesdays, on days off, on off time. That brings light to this. I'll yeah. tell you one, a guy that people should look up what he does charity-wise and community-wise, Tony Dungy. Yeah. Does, uh, he's got a whole mentoring program that would do wonders for people to get well, there, involved there are a in. number of players here, and uh, the, the Jets players and, and Giants players that have been doing that, meeting with law enforcement and creating a dialogue. Malcolm Jenkins down with the Philadelphia Eagles is, is doing the same thing as well. We're going to get to a break. Uh, we got Houston Nut coming up to talk a little college football. Before that, if you need auto parts but can't get to the store just yet, head to O'ReillyAuto.com. No shipping costs, easy returns, and convenient pickup on your schedule. Shop your way for the parts you need at O'ReillyAuto.com. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. You're listening to Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. We got Randy Cross and Brian Jones in the same studio. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes. Woo! Now, wow. my, my head barely fat. Uh, barely fat. It ain't uh, barely fat. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like it, mine. It, it barely fit in here, Coach, with Randy's in here. <laughs> Houston, hey, hey, I got one quick question for you, Coach. Okay. You, you get that apology yet? <laughs> I can't get an apology. <laughs> I mean, can a man just get a I'm sorry and just move That's on? All I Right. That's all I want, Randy. I can't give an apology. Yeah, we don't need a, we don't we don't need all these venues being moved and all that. Just give the man his damn apology, Coach. Uh, some some good some good games this weekend, and uh, my Longhorns take on Iowa State tomorrow, and I'll be looking uh, not tomorrow but Thursday. I'll be definitely tuning into that one. But there's some prize undefeated teams. I look at this Duke team. And, and, and what Coach Cutcliffe is doing there, man. I know, Randy, you picked them a couple weeks ago to knock off Northwestern, and they yeah. did that in a big way. And they take on Miami. Miami had a, a what I thought would be a good matchup versus Toledo, considering Miami hadn't played in a couple of weeks. How did you see this one shaking out? Miami at Duke. You know, you're right. Coach Cutcliffe has done such an outstanding job at Duke. When you think of Duke, you think of basketball. But, you know, here's, here of late, last few years, it seems like Coach Cutcliffe always put together a, a competitive team. And you know one thing. You know he knows how to coach these quarterbacks. Uh, just a great developer of, of a guy that he'll teach this young man where to go with the ball. Teams are always very sound. Um, I don't know. You know I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards Miami saying all that because I think Mark Rick's kind of got the same thing going down there with a few more athletes. But uh, this would be a good game. And uh, – you never know. Each and we we know one thing about sitting in that studio watching these games. Every Saturday is different. <laughs> hey, hey, coach, how much of an advantage is it as a coach, as a as a team? Do you think in your mind when you're a, a program like a Duke, like maybe even the Armed Forces Academies, teams like that, where it's left handed compliments are kind of patting you on the head? Oh, they have a nice little program. You know, it just—it's almost like giving them fodder to just want to come out and drill you, isn't it? <laughs> There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. You know, when you don't get that respect factor, uh, all that does is just put uh, 
gasoline on the fire. And uh, I, I'm sure, you know, there, there's so many times during that preparation week where uh, Coach Cuckliff, he doesn't have to say it too many times that, hey, they don't give us a chance. And uh, all they do is go in there, and by the fourth quarter, you look up, here comes Duke again, and uh, they're on the winning side. So got to be ready to go. And uh, uh, Coach Cuckliff has his team ready to go, and, and you better watch out when you when you play a team like Duke. Well, let's stay in the ACC. Vitek, they're going to host Clemson. Does Vitek have a chance in this one? Woo! I, I think they do. I think they do. I think, of course, Bud Foster, those guys, I, I think um, – uh, defensively, you, you know how, how they'll compete. Um, offensively, Virginia Tech, they look good. But, you know, I, I'm I'm a believer, you know, in Clemson, guys. I, you, you lose a 1,000-yard rusher in Gallman. You lose a 1,000-yard receiver in Williams. And all summer we talked about, well, they lost to Sean Watson, the first-rounder. Now you know Clemson's going to take a step back. So you got to give Davo Sweeney and these guys such credit for, for the recruiting they've done because Kelly Bryant – has has done a good job and had a little up and down game last weekend throwing some interceptions but man he he's looked good coming out of the gate but it's the defense it's the defense of Clemson you look at that defensive line Wilkins Bryant those guys man they're fun to watch uh, I I just think Clemson's got it rolling right now hey coach who do you like in the uh, in, in the uh, SEC East just looking at all these teams is <laughs> Can Georgia be for real? Should should we buy into that right now, or are we just get setting ourselves up for Mississippi State two? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, Randy, when you look at that SEC East, I'm thinking I wake up in the middle of the night. Why couldn't the SEC East be like that when I was coaching? <laughs> Man, uh, but um, you know, Georgia to me, I, I love their front seven. I love the quickness. To me, the problem is in the back end. Uh, will they keep coming? Will they keep developing? I know Kirby, uh, defensive-minded, I, I, I know how he'll practice these guys, but they're missing a few in the back end. But when you look at the East, I think they're going to be in Atlanta. I really do. I, Florida, you don't – I worry about them offensively, although Luke Del Rio, you know, is kind of giving them a lift. But offensively, they don't scare you like in the teams of the, of the yesteryear. So I think Georgia – 4-0, I think they have a chance to get to Atlanta. And um, you, you you got from there with well, – you got two good backs behind you. It's Chubb and Michelle, as we know. And uh, I think they'll keep coming. But when you look at the schedule on the eastern side, Tennessee, Florida, who's going to really challenge them? Uh, you know, I guess Florida can always hang with them on the defensive side, guys. But right now I'm buying into Georgia. Hey, yeah, that, that, real real yeah. quick, Coach. How do you handle as a coach um, this whole thing? You mentioned Jake Fromm. How do you, what do you say to a Jacob Eason who's going to have to sit? Yeah. I mean, there's the, you yeah, play that, and, and you got the hot hand thing and everything else, but you can't replace this other kid, right? And that that's tough. And the, the thing you have to do with him, you know, a lot a lot of a lot of guys are like, you know, it's not fair. He got hurt. Well, you know, that's the way you know life is. Some, life's not fair sometimes. And what you have to do with Jacob Eason is call him in. And and one on one, say, hey, listen, I hate you got hurt. Here's where we are. Uh, you're going to get you're going to get about twenty percent of the reps in practice. Make sure that hey, you're throwing the one on ones and 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 all these things. And remember, hey, you're one play away. And I know it's, you may not want to hear that right now, but this is where we are, and we need you in there. We need you involved in this team and and stay mentally ready and stay with these mentally reps 
the middle rep part of it because you never know. You're a play away. But uh, you're right, Randy. You just can't switch right now. This young man went to Notre Dame and won. He's won the last two times he's been out. The players are looking in this guy's eyes, Jake Fromm, and they believe in him. And you got to go with uh, what's happening right now, and it's from. No, I, I would agree. And that defense you were just talking about there for Georgia, that's Bama D East. Yeah. Uh, they, they may be missing maybe one little piece back in that back end, yeah. but up front, whew, they got up after front. Mississippi State last one, week. One of our Easton transfers. <laughs> one of what? <laughs> one of more. <laughs> We go down to uh, East Mississippi College and get one. <laughs> That's yep. it. Go down to Scuba. Uh, real quick, and we'll let you go. Mississippi State at Auburn. It looks like Jared Stidham, and I know it's easy to say that coming off a win versus Missouri, but it looks like he's starting to get a feel for this offense. They're starting to chunk the ball down the field a little bit more. What have you seen from his progress uh, this early part of the season? Well, it, like you said, you know, it's good that you go to Missouri and things are nice. And uh, Missouri's having a tough time on defense. So uh, I'm anxious to see now uh, Jared against Mississippi State. Mississippi State getting their nose bloodied a little bit going into Georgia. They're going to have a different mindset this week. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I don't know if, you know, Jared has really been tested right now. Uh, that has to give him confidence. Whenever you go win and you throw touch, touchdown passes, <clears throat> you got to feel good. But now – now we got a ball game, and now you're going against some teams, uh, a team that can run around. And um, Todd Grantham is doing a great job of Mississippi State, and I, I look for them to bounce back. This is going to be a close one. We're going to find out what Auburn's about and how their running game is. They got to get the running game going with Big Petway, and hopefully, if uh, for Auburn, Auburn needs that one-two punch, guys. It's one thing with Petway just pushing the pile, yeah. But if you got a speedster to kind of alternate the one-two punt, that really that helps out things. And then you get that going. Of course, you get the running game going, as y'all know, guys. Now that the passing game, that, that, that helps. Coach, appreciate it. We'll see you Thursday. You're in Thursday for uh, Inside College Football? No, no. Okay. Get me out of there. I'm in there Friday. There, I'll guys. see you Friday. Oh, there you go. They're they, they going to work me. They're working me like a, a government mule this week. So I'll be there <laughs> Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and then I'll see you Saturday, of course. So appreciate you joining us. All right, guys. Y'all keep it going. Okay, baby. Thanks, Ethan. Uh, I, I agree with Coach. I think this is going to be a close game, that Auburn-Mississippi State game. Mississippi State oh, yeah. got hit in the mouth. Man, they, and they're not built to come from behind with that offense, and they couldn't do anything. And Nick Fitzgerald, I think he only rushed for, what, about 40-something yards? Yeah. Threw for 80, yeah. maybe? Well, that defense, they don't necessarily got the – I don't know how they're going to stand up against a bona fide bully attack. But if you try to be get cute with them, you saw last week that old read option, right. RPO, everything else, they'll they'll break it off and stick it in you. <laughs> That's exactly what they did to that other bulldog. That was so impressive. You talking about some hard hitting. You, you watch these SEC games, and I'm not saying they're the only ones, but I, I get to see them all the damn time. There's some hitting going on, especially when you get Bama involved, you get Georgia now, way they fly around, and even Florida's defense to a certain extent. Yep. Uh, these cats bring the noise. Randy, I, I appreciate you joining me. We're going to do it again tomorrow. All right, gonna, can't wait. You're going to double down on this bad boy. I'll see you later this afternoon over at the television studios. Uh, thanks to PDB and Mikey B. I don't even think I thanked you guys the other day, but thank you. Appreciate you. And, Pierno out there. Took three years. Yeah, it took me three years. (laughs) Thank you. I should have waited.
And all you out there listening and all the callers, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Gio and Joe. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.